Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. or as I like to call it, keeping it cuckoo. So my notes are a little bit lax this week, only because I've been doing bullet points and not so much detail because I haven't had any free time with all the running around and interviewing and stuff I've been doing and all the issues I've been having lately. So, uh, oh, I got to write this in here too. See, Laura, still typing things. There we go. So there's been a couple things that have happened this week. Um, You probably heard all the typing. I don't really care. So you'll get over it. So let's see. Um, So what I wanted to start off by saying is, uh, do people assume, well, before I get into this, I hope everyone's having a good week. Last week, I know I had a short episode. This might be a short episode. Not exactly sure. I just don't. You know, I have it in me to do it. I'm just very tired lately. I don't know why. Um, I stayed up really late yesterday and then tried to wake up really early. But, you know, I... uh... Hold on a second. I keep getting texts during this thing. So (laughs) sometimes I have to answer it. Sometimes I don't. And we'll get to that later because there's certain instances where you should just put a definition on things. And don't let yourself be on the hook for anything. So, wow, that's a lot of snow. Um, Sorry, I have the news on in the background. And that's a crazy amount of snow piled up behind this chick who looks like she's wearing fucking pajamas on the Today Show. (laughs) Anyway, so I heard New York got a crazy amount of snow. So that's pretty funny. (laughs) But I kind of miss it. I kind of miss the snow. I was talking to Alicia on Monday. And I was telling her I kind of miss the snow because of how quiet it is. And uh, actually, I was talking to Laura on the phone and I was texting Alicia because I'm trying to come up with my next move to see what's really going to pan out. Um, Waiting on, excuse me, waiting on a job to get back to me. I took an assessment on Monday. It took two hours for a 911 dispatch position. So I took the assessment and then later that day, I got an email asking me if I was available. Well, not asking, but requesting my presence at a Zoom interview for next Tuesday. So that'll be good at 930 in the morning. And I feel like that's like the last step before you get hired because they have you do what they have you do is you send your resume in for the position. Then they have you go and do a typing test, like a certified one, not a silly one. Like they make you go to a career center, do the typing test, get it certified, like signed off on by whoever's working. And they say it's not official if this signature is not in blue ink. So I have the copy of that test, which I took a few weeks ago. I'm not sure if I mentioned it. 
but I took that test and I have 65 words a minute and that's my uh, typing speed. Oh my God, my nose. I'm so congested, guys. Um, so that's what happened with that. So I'm excited for that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, other than that, I'm still working at this bullshit salon. Um, so what was I talking about? Oh, the snow. So I was telling Laura how it's the snow is so beautiful. Like I remember when I lived in my Cornwall apartment, I think this is prior to me having recorded any episodes of this, but it was where I first started my podcast and I've recorded in so many locations now. It's so crazy because I use my MacBook and I might have to get like external hard drive for this because, um, I'm going to run out of space. I'm sure. But I, uh, when I, when I first moved into my place, we had a snowstorm like a few months in and it was so beautiful because I lived on a main street. So there was a lot of stuff like immediately nearby. So you could walk to a pizza store. There's a barber shop. You could walk to the grocery store. It wasn't that far, but depending on the weather, I don't know that I would do that. Um, it was such a beautiful spot. Um, I miss that place. It was so cute. It was a studio. It was actually pretty well, pretty nice for the rent. Okay. Cause Cornwall is a very expensive place to be. The place had minor problems. They all got fixed though while I was there. So the new tenant that's there now is probably reaping the benefits. I actually, what's funny was before I came down here, I hit up my old landlord and I was trying to see if he had any properties with any spots to move into. And he said that he sold the Cornwall house to somebody else. So some other people are running it. So, and then I messaged that guy and that guy wanted to tell me $1,500 for a two bedroom. And I was like, no, (laughs) it was a whole no. And then of course I found two other properties within the same rent, I guess, as what I had in Cornwall, but they were actual houses on Indeed, not Indeed, sorry, Craigslist. God, getting my shit mixed up. So those, the houses were nice. The houses looked like they were in good condition. People were just trying to find people like the owners of the homes were just looking for people to live in it and maintain it while they were out of state. Cause with COVID and everything, people probably left to be closer to other family members. So, so those places were nice. I wish either thing had worked out, but I hadn't heard from anybody else and I ended up moving anyway. So, uh, (laughs) sorry, the bean hater message, man. He wants to know what the topics are as if he doesn't know I'm recording right now. Cause I, I texted him and I said, listen, um, I just finished, I just got off the phone with unemployment and I'm about to record this thing. So that's about that. (laughs) That's about it. So, um, Let's get into some other stuff because, oh no. Okay. So this is what I was getting into. Wow. So I get off topic and then totally fucking forget. So living in that area was really nice, except for the fact that, you know, when it snowed, sometimes the snow would weigh down on power lines and such. So one, one snowstorm, it wasn't this one because the first snowstorm was so beautiful. I stepped outside and I stepped outside on that front little porch area that had like, um, it was covered. So I wasn't getting snow on me. I was just chilling. And uh, <laughs> I was I stood there and you just hear absolute silence, like the world shuts off. And that's my favorite part about when it snows. People don't know how to drive in it, though. 
So uh, standing there watching the snow, seeing nobody out, seeing nobody plowed yet. The roads were still covered in snow. The sidewalk was like nothing was going on. And it's like you get that moment of peace where you just enjoy the snow. It's so clean and beautiful and just makes the world calm down for a second. Now, before that, though, if you try to go to the store and get a loaf of bread, you might be fucked because everybody acts like snow is the apocalypse, which it's not. I mean, I feel like the pandemic is the worst thing that my generation has ever been through. And we had a toilet paper shortage. <laughs> like, And we're still on like part two of COVID. So, but snow is beautiful. Very dangerous for people who think they can just drive however they want in it. I've been involved in one accident with Laura. It wasn't snowing anymore at that time. That's what was funny. So Laura and I had developed this ritual of going to church on Saturday evenings because the mass was a lot quicker. So we would go to church, uh, the six o'clock, I think the five o'clock or six o'clock mass. And we would, um, she drove that time because I didn't feel comfortable driving in my car and she had an SUV. So we got in the car and it wasn't snowing anymore. It snowed earlier. I went out, I had gone out earlier that day and gotten my hair done. And it was bad then. So it had stopped by the point, by the evening time when we were headed to church. <coughs> so Clove Road is very twisty and it goes, and it's like hilly. So it's not one of those roads you should be driving at all when it snows. But in an SUV, take your time, you'll get to where you got to go. So we weren't in a rush to get to church. We were just trying to go. So we got, we got in the car we were going down the road like we usually do. Normal, normal, normal. And then we hit this one turn where I think her back wheel, her back tire, hit a patch of snow and we slid all the way off the road into a ditch. Now, we didn't hit another car or anything, but we did have to wait for a tow truck to come and get us out of that situation. So my mom, of course, we get out of that situation. Laura brings me home and Laura goes home and... She didn't damage too much of her car. I don't remember. I think the back panel on the left drive, uh, left rear driver's side got fucked up. But it wasn't anything that couldn't be fixed. So when I got home, I told my mom what happened. And she goes, apparently the Lord did not want you going to church. And I was like, that, that's kind of blasphemous, but okay. <laughs> like you probably have a point. But trying to do a good thing because I was going through some things and, you know, it made me feel better to hear like scripture sometimes, whatever. Uh, I know it's very probably desperate and cliche for people to turn to church in a time of need, but that's, that's my low point. That was when that whole shit with George and everything was going on. And, you know, I just needed to not be at home. And we both decided to, you know, just start doing that as like our little ritual thing. And, I didn't want to go by myself and Laura said she would go with me. So we were doing that. And then of course, <laughs> last year, Laura called me to tell me that the priest had an alcohol problem. And then there was a sexual abuse thing that happened. So the priest that I loved the most, well, not loved, but Father Maurer, <laughs> he was so cool and chill. And his, his, uh, is it homily when they do the whole, when they do their whole speech thing, like their whole how's life going for you guys type of shit. But, um, yeah. So 
when he does that part and he talks about uh, things that go on and tries to relate the real world to scripture. And, you know, if you're having a hard time, you know, this is what the Bible says or whatever. Like, not that I would follow what he said, but I was like, yo, that's so crazy how sometimes some of this shit can pertain to life and to what I was going through. And honestly, I actually feel like I came out the other side a much better person for having dedicated my time, my Saturdays anyway, to that. And it was nice. It was it was one of those bonding with the community type of things. Although there was one bitch I did see there who I hate. And that was, you know, Mary Seawald. <laughs> and I don't care if she hears this because she can still go fuck herself sideways. So, um... I don't know how we got there. Oh, yeah, the patch of snow. But anyway, so see how snow gets you to church? Whatever. <laughs> snow didn't get us to church that day. Um, so, okay. So into what I actually wanted to talk about. So the snow actually looks like it cleared up. Like it stopped snowing and the roads are now like cleaned up and you see the piles of snow on the side of the road. Good job, plows. They never do a good job. So... I've come up with the idea after speaking with Alicia about this because I get so annoyed when people stare at you when you're driving a car. What I mean is, like, say you're driving through the parking lot, but you're driving slowly and this one person decides to be a pedestrian and walk through a, uh, goddamn, walk through the crosswalk in front of your car. But you don't slow slow down. You like you have to screech to a halt, kind of. I hate those people that feel like they have to stare at you to prove a point that hey, you should stop. I'm a pedestrian because it's like if you didn't realize this, I'm gonna tell you something. If you didn't realize this, this car could hurt you if it excels. <laughs> like if it accelerates, you're done. Squash like a bug. And I don't know that the person would mind going to jail after having received such a stupid look from a person. Like I've watched, this is why I bring this up. It's because I was in the car with my mother last week and uh, (laughs) we were talking about something and this lady was turning from a left turn lane onto the other side of my mom's car, like on the opposite side of traffic. So I laughed because the lady stared at my mother so hard the whole turn. And it was like, what the fuck are you looking at? Just go. Like, you're staring stupid hard at my mother. Who, number one, doesn't give a fuck about your car either. But, like, drive. Like, you're you're cruising. You're cruising at that point. Stop staring at my mother while you do this turn at five miles per hour. Per hour? Per hour. <laughs> just the stupidest. Like, just go. Please. So I've decided after much consideration, that drivers need to start wearing, I mean, start wearing, start bringing in dry erase boards in their cars and start writing funny shit on it so that when people want to stare at you, you could put either a joke or a sassy comment or something. What are you going to do? What are they going to do? They're going to call the cops and say what? That person wrote something mean on the whiteboard that I stared at while I was driving and I hit a fire hydrant. Well, Maybe don't stare at the person that you're pissed off at for driving the way they're driving. I don't even do that. You know what's funny? I drive on the highway and my main focus is my destination. I don't look at people who are passing me. I don't look at people who I'm passing. Who the fuck has time for that? Especially in Florida where fucking people drive like psychos anyway. Like 
70 miles per hour is the limit. People are going 90, 95. I'm not staring at anybody. Are you crazy? I'm watching the news kind of from the side of my eye. And they're talking about Golden Globe nominees, nominations. They're doing it live. So they have Sarah Jessica Parker and Taraji P. Henson doing this whole, the nominees are like, um, can I ask a question? Who, why are we still doing this? Why are we still pretending that life's going to be normal? This shit is all digital now. Anyway, the last award show I ever saw or heard of last year, they had, you know, they had no fucking audience, dude, which was fine because it's COVID, but then why not just do it digitally? Why not just do it how we've been doing it, which is Zoom shit. They have people walking out, accepting these awards to no applause. That shit is so awkward. That's like when someone tells a bad joke and all you remember is the, all you hear is the crickets chirping. Like that's insane. Oh my God. So in any case, my grandmother has not sold her place in Brooklyn yet. And I don't know how we transitioned that way, but I was just thinking about her and it popped into my head. And, um, shit gotta get better, man. One, the third day in February, she wanted to have closed on this place in October of last year. And then of course she told me that she found out that this bitch, the person, the buyer of said place is waiting on her place to sell first before she can buy my grandmother's place. So it's like, who dropped the ball in the communication on that one? Because I'm sure everybody, you can't have everybody but the seller be aware of such information because then my grandmother probably would have tried to sell to somebody else. You know, like this has been a whole holdup because no one's doing communication. And that's, you know what, that kind of relates to the dry erase board because drivers should have a standard communication rule of just drive. Okay. Just move your car. You have dry erase thugs now coming out of the woodwork. I'm telling you, I'm going to get a dry erase board. And I'm going to put a note on it. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? If someone's doing something stupid, I'm putting a a sad face on it. If someone's doing something right, I'm putting a smiley face. And then if they decide to stare at that board for too long and get into an accident, that's fucking on them. (laughs) That's it. Also, if you hear anything in the background, that's the heat kicking on. So, because it's cold. I'm cold. What does it say for temperature? It's 39 over here. This is not, not correct. (laughs) I told my mom what the weather was going to be at six this morning. And she goes, Ooh, thank goodness. I don't have tennis. And my sister goes, she goes, why would you have tennis at six in the morning? (laughs) She goes, what kind of person has tennis at six in the morning? Which I'm like, she's right. She's not lying. So if you hear anything, it's, it's the heat and I need it. (laughs) Um, so I have something, I have a note here that says people who can't tell people to their face that they don't like. Oh, okay. So I remember what this is about. So incidents have occurred and I'm not saying names because this incident is fresh and I know these people, all of them involved. And so this, this situation revolved around a child's birthday party. And you know, if you're going to co-parent, co-parent, if you're going to be toxic co-parent, don't co-parent. Like, you know, like communicate via SOS or smoke signals or whatever you have to do. So here's the problem. (coughs) My friend, let's call him John. 
So John and John and Jessica, we're going to do that. So John and Jessica have recently split up and it wasn't Jessica. Here's the issue with this. Okay. I'm trying to really figure out how to say this to you without getting too many people in trouble, but it's probably gonna happen anyway. And I don't give a fuck. So John and Jessica are going through a rough patch, which potentially led to a breakup. So the breakup was due to the fact that Jessica is probably still in love with her ex, who is the baby's, her youngest child's father. We'll call him Robert. (laughs) So Jessica has been hanging out with Robert behind John's back. And it had been going on for some time. And John finally found out about it. And of course confronted Jessica about it and it turned into a whole big thing. Now, my friend, we'll call her we'll call her Jenna, okay? So Jenna told me that she had not known anything that Jessica was doing this whole time. And that's funny because I cuz I know that Jenna and John are closer than Jessica and Jenna. So if you're starting to understand the scenario, we're going to move forward. (laughs) So Jessica has been keeping Jenna in the dark about her whereabouts as much as she's been giving, she's been keeping John out of the loop about her whereabouts also, because John is under the assumption that everything's all good between them and it's not. So situations being what they are, Jessica's youngest daughter, her birthday's coming up and Robert is obviously going to attend because he's the father of the child. And Jessica asked if Robert would be okay with John coming. And John and Robert is like, I don't really want to see you with anyone else, which should not be said because not together anymore. Considering the fact that that is her soon to be ex-husband. So, (laughs) so of course the baby's birthday is coming up and Jessica said that to Robert and Robert said that back to Jessica. And now, John told Jenna that she was almost not about to be invited to the party either when Jenna has been friends with Jessica for ever and a day. (laughs) So you would think they'd be really close because they've been through a lot together. But um, push comes to shove. Robert Robert is the reason why Jessica wasn't going to invite Jenna. So that's really stupid. And it's like, if you don't like somebody, this is why I have this note. If you don't like somebody, just tell them. Don't be like, well, don't. So just don't put people in the middle of anything. If you have a problem with someone, just go to them. And, you know, we're all we're all in our 30s. We're heading to 40 soon. Most some of us. And it's like, just say it out loud. Say it out loud. Because people have more respect for people who tell them how they feel about themselves to their face. Okay. You may not like what you're going to hear about yourself. But you know what? I have more respect for someone who's going to put me in my place than someone who's just going to go along with shit. Like Alicia puts me in my place all the fucking time. She's the Christina Yang to my Meredith Grey. She puts me in my place, okay? She puts me in my place, but she also says, listen, I support whatever you choose to do. But I think that you should do this. And it might not be something I want to hear. And let me tell you, 100% of the time, it is not what I want to hear. But, you know, I've made a lot of decisions lately that feel very quick. (laughs) So I'm trying not to do that anymore. 
based off of her assessment of things. Cause I talk to her a lot throughout the day. Like I tell her all my problems all day long, forever in a day. And I have one of her things to talk about also, but that's later in the episode. That's not right now. Um, so speaking of moving forward and progressing through things, I'm finally making a dent in my coding class. It's a medical billing coding class that I started last October. My mom just took care of the entire balance for me. So I don't have to pay anything. And I'm just been go, go, go. Like I've just been doing it, doing it, doing it. And, um, so that's, that's, that's something good. That's something I feel like can help me and is going to be something good that's on my resume because my whole career has been focused on healthcare. And if I have something that I'm certified in that can put me in a position to either work remotely or work in a hospital or something and make some money, why not do it? Especially considering the fact that now it's paid off. So that's cool. And, uh, damn it. I forgot. I was going to say something else. Um, fuck. I'm sure it'll find me. Uh, oh, this is what I was talking about. Okay. So speaking of careers and shit. So since I've moved, <coughs> I've spoken to two different people from my old job. I spoke to Sue who works in payroll and I spoke to Gail who works in personnel. <laughs> so Sue had asked me to fill out an updated address form, which I did. So I did that. I scanned it through my phone and then I sent it. I emailed it, like sent it as an attachment. Let me tell you something. Last Friday, fucking Gail called me and I love her. She's the best. I will never say anything bad about her, but she's the best. And she called me and she asked, she asked, she said she mailed something to my old address and it came back. So she wanted to confirm what my address was. And I told her, I was like, well, I don't live in New York anymore. And I spoke to Sue last week because it had legit been a week since I had spoken to Sue about this and told her that <laughs> I gave my paperwork to Sue. Like I sent Sue the paperwork for the updated address and such to send my W-2s or whatever. And she goes, oh, she never, it never came by my desk. And I was like, okay, well, I can email it to you. So while I had her on the phone, I found the email I sent to Sue and I forwarded it to Gail. And I was like, Sorry, that didn't happen. But you know, at the same time, when you when you look at jobs like that, that shit is so typical. Like I spoke to one person and they fucking tell me that they didn't get that information. And what's funny is, <laughs> what's funny is they are in the same office space together. So it's like, I know Sue had the phone conversation with me and then Gail was sitting at her desk. Just because you guys aren't on top of each other doesn't mean you shouldn't share information. Like, you know, <laughs> that's why I thought that was so funny. Cause I'm like, of course, typical, you know, typical Orange County people not communicating their shit. So I was happy about that. <clears throat> also, why is M. Night Shyamalan still doing interviews on the Tonight Show? Sorry, I know that was random, but I just saw him on the screen. And I'm like, well, what's he doing that he needs to be on The Tonight Show? <laughs> so I have to share this story about the salon because desperate times call for stupid stories. <laughs> so last week we had, I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So last week, um, Thursday, no, it was Friday. Okay. Thursday, we got done with stuff early. And, uh, we got let out early. So we left at seven 
I think he just had enough of the day because it was so crazy. So Friday, I thought it was going to be the same because he ended the day early again. But no, it was not the same. So Thursday at like seven o'clock, he was like, you know what we should do? You know, it'd be really fun. And of course, myself and Michelle look at each other and we go, what? He's like, we should play a game. And I said, okay, cool. He's like, why don't we play like a product knowledge game? And I was like, oh, well, I already lost that one since I don't know anything about anything on these shelves. And he goes, no, come on. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll play, but I'll be probably like one of the best losers you'll ever have. Like, I'm okay with losing. And he just laughed. So everybody just thinks I'm really fucking funny for no reason when I'm being serious. Like nobody knows my tone yet here. And it's starting to drive me a little crazy because sense the tone, bro, that I don't want to play a game about products I have no idea about. So uh, (laughs) we were playing. So the game essentially is this. You pull a product off the shelf and you ask one of the people sitting in front of you to describe what they think it does. And since they, those two have been there the longest, they're going to know what each product does only, but in certain instances, it seemed like they didn't know only because they don't use that product. So, so that's how that worked. So of course, you know, we're going back and forth about these things and, uh, we were, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm just looking at my clock at my watch, like, when are we leaving? Because, You know, I'm all for games and everything, but none of this is fun. So, (laughs) so that's how, that's how I felt about that Friday. I was like, dude, you want to play a fucking game? Like the whole time I've been working here feels like a game of my time because I'm not getting paid what I should be getting paid. And I'm doing salon bitch work, which I know sounds really fucking mean and sounds very snobby and shit, but it's the truth. I would like to get paid what I am worth. And I think I'm worth more than what I'm getting paid at this place. And there's, there's an event coming up that I have questions about. Cause if I am not getting paid for that day, I'm not going. So we were talking, apparently my face showed that I wasn't exactly happy being there. And Ben goes, the owner of the salon, he goes, um, you know, don't be discouraged, you know, Michelle, who's now the salon ma- salon manager and hairstylist, she goes, Michelle was in your position when she first started out and like one to two years later, she really started to flourish and everything. So don't worry. And in my head, I'm like, you fucking think I'm staying here one to two years at this kind of pay? You're out of your fucking mind. That's, that's, that's right there. That's the first statement there is. You think I'm not going to, also this probationary period went from 30 to 90 days. Like that's the time span. So I wanted to be like, listen to me. Because I'm not going 90 days without touching a head, okay? You have me doing stupid bitch work like cleaning toilets, cleaning floors, washing towels, sweeping up hair. Like if you wanted a salon assistant, you should have just hired for that then. And then I wouldn't be surprised by how shitty you're paying me. (laughs) Like, like really? How stupid. So... That's how I feel about it. Like I'm getting super annoyed with the fact that I'm there for 10 hours a day making crumbs and you know, everyone's like, just stick with it. Just stick with it. And I'm like, okay, you go from a $20 an hour job to this kind of pay. And you tell me if you have patience for any of the bullshit. 
Because then he wants to be like, at the end of the day, oh, you did a really good job, but could you make sure that when my brother comes in, you give him an extra special hello? Because he likes that big hello. And, you know, the analogy I like to use is that, you know, think of everybody as you're human and you're the, you're their puppy. Like you're just so excited to see them. And I'm like, pay me more and I'll be more excited. Like, (laughs) what don't you understand? Like I came from New York. New Yorkers know how to get shit done. That's what we're known for. We get shit done in a timely manner. We don't fuck around. That's why New York City is the city that never sleeps, bro. We're trying to get shit done. Doesn't matter how many hours of sleep we get. I used to get like four back home in New York and I'm getting more now and I'm actually more tired than I was in New York. If you think about it. So this event coming up this weekend, it's on Super Bowl Sunday. Now it's called, um, the like association, L Y K E. So what they do is they do an event where there's free meals and free haircuts to women, children, and veterans who are trying to look good and feel good while they transition back into the world. Like some of these women and kids come from halfway houses, like situations that would keep them from functioning in society. They are trying to make it happen, but they get the haircuts and the food. So they're trying to do this on Sunday, which is fine. I don't care about the fact that it's on Super Bowl Sunday. What I care about is, am I getting paid to do this? Because it sounds like no. Like I would assume no if it's a free event. And here's my justification for not wanting to go. I already make as little amount as I do. So I don't want to be at that place another day longer where I'm really not making any money. I know it's for charity. I'm supposed to be nice. But right now, three days, 10-hour shifts, I'm being charitable enough. So... That's where I'm at with that. Last week, I'm going to tell you what I got to do in those 30 hours. I washed two people, their hair. I washed two people's heads. I blow dried one and I waxed someone else. So I've touched four people in 30 hours. Moving up in the world. Very, very slowly. And I just don't care anymore. So now when I'm there, I text consistently and I hope they say something to me because I'm going to be like, sir, you have to be out of your fucking mind if you think I'm going to keep trying to compete in this type of environment, like compete and show you my worth. Don't want to do it. Nope. I stand there. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to. And at the end of it, you still have a criticism about me. I'm not okay with it. So... That's why I'm glad I'm still job hunting because I don't want to stay in an environment like that because it really feels rather hopeless. (laughs) It does. Like I know things are different here. Like I'm making $10 an hour less than what I was making in New York. And I know, I know there's a different cost of living. I understand that. I don't expect to get paid what I got paid in New York here at all, but I don't expect to be making like minimum wage here. Okay. Or less than minimum wage, whatever it is. Because I think you make less than minimum wage if you get tips. So anyway, for the most part, I'm being positive about this. I'm staying positive. I'm still going. I haven't given up. I think I might, though. (laughs) I might, though. And, you know, people are just going to have to fucking deal with it. With this job, anyway. So, 
But I also think that, you know, if I am to try and succeed in this business, that I would probably be best suited to work for myself because it doesn't seem like anybody knows what the fuck they want or what they're doing. And they don't seem to follow any type of rhythm or pattern. Like I've never been, I was talking to Alicia on the phone last night and I told, I was telling her I've never been in a type of situation where I have not been allowed to do my job as soon as I started working somewhere. When I worked for Vicky at the hair room, immediately my first day I was doing hair. When I worked at Smart Style, immediately my first day there did hair. I don't understand what I am possibly waiting for besides the fact that, oh, we want to show you how to cut hair our way so that, you know, we all know the same techniques so that if this person wants to come in and can't get in with me, they can get in with either one of you and still get the same same product. And I'm like, okay, like I don't have a problem with that. But you guys have not taught me anything. And then you want me to like sit on the person's lap while you're doing foils so I can see foil placement and shit. Who wants to do that? I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to sit on people's laps while you're cutting their hair or whatever to fucking try and figure out how you do this. I want you to have me do this on a mannequin or show me on a mannequin so I can figure it out and at least start getting some cutting time in. I've done nothing. My first legit day there, he asked me to do half a head of foils and to do it in 30 minutes. When I see these people, I did it in 23 minutes. I told you this already. But when I see these people do foils and shit, they're taking their time. And then, of course, that's why they need me there to move shit along. I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. I really don't. I really don't. But anyway, so I was talking to the bean hater. <laughs> and we were talking about... I forgot what we were talking about that I brought up a Spanish word. Oh, I said fucking fuego, dude. If nobody knows what fuego means, it's fine if you're not Spanish. If you're Spanish, you should at least know like some words. Like fuego is fire. So I said something, something, something. This is fuego. And he goes, what? He goes, this fuego means fart, right? And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, it does not. I said, you're Spanish, don't you know a little bit of it? And he goes, he goes, from what I try to remember or whatever he said. He said something so silly. I was like, this guy. (laughs) First of all, the fucking, what did he have? What was it that he had? Also, I saw that place by my mom's now, Tijuana Flats. (laughs) Let me see. Let me see. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, here we go. I'm looking through. I'm looking through the tags. Hold on. <laughs> Let's see. I said something like fuego. Oh, okay. I said station 19 is fuego. And he goes fuego dot 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 farts. And I said, fire you jerk. Don't you know a tiny bit of Spanish? Before I hyphenate your name, I've changed his name now. His new His new name is knows no Spanish bean hater, which is probably how that's going to go in my phone. So I definitely was in the moment writing it down. And he goes, fine, then you have to be fake horror gamer Coco, Coco, fake horror gamer Coco. That's the, that's the new one for me. And I'm like, I never claimed to be a horror gamer. I like the genre of horror. I will watch horror movies all day, which might be what I do today, to be honest with you. But like, You can't claim that I said that I was a pro at horror games if that's not what's happening. So, but that he's, he's so ridiculous. Like, how do you not? 
Like, <laughs> like I understand not growing up in that environment because I didn't grow up in the environment of having to know Spanish because my mom didn't speak it. My grandma spoke it. So that's why. But that's just so funny. It, you know, things like that just make me laugh. You're Spanish and don't know it. Okay. <laughs> no big deal. Moving on. But yeah, those are our new names now. We got new nicknames. Knows no Spanish bean hater and fake horror gamer Coco. But like I said, never claimed to be a horror buff in games. Because we were talking about Resident Evil. That's what it was. I was like, yo, I'm so psyched for Resident Evil Village. And he goes, well, did you finish the other one? I'm like, clearly no. Like, <laughs> like, I just get excited for these games and I touch them and that's it. Like, And then I'll forget all the gameplay. I'll forget all the controls and everything and I'll have to restart it. I've done that with Assassin's Creed 50 million times. I've done it with The Last of Us 50 million times. Like, I've always restarted games. Like, I've done, I've even done it with Dying Light. And Dying Light isn't that hard for controls. So. Ew. Stupid emails. Um. So, we're going to get into the next topic, which is, you know, the ghosting story of Alicia. So, this is stupid. And I hate when people do this shit. So... When people romantically get involved with each other and then one person drops the other person without saying anything. Now me, I used to do that. Do I do that now? No. Sometimes I drop off the face of the earth for personal reasons that I don't feel are necessary to share. So that might make me a shitty person sometimes, so be it. But this I don't like because she's told me some pretty interesting things about the situation that made both her and myself hopeful about the situation. And, uh, Okay, so without putting too much out there, she liked this guy who's also a single parent. So she thought they would have a connection, and they did. I don't know how long. It was for a few weeks, maybe, maybe a month. Oh, no, no. Yeah, since since January 1st. So they were flinging hot left and right, <laughs> okay? And it got to a very romantic point recently, not physically, but just a kiss. You know, one of those kisses that makes you feel everything all over. <laughs> all over your body. So um, I was talking to her about it yesterday and she said she hadn't heard from him since that day, I think, since that Friday when they kissed, when they had the magical kiss. So of course, um, what you call it? So of course, uh, she hadn't heard from him. So she was telling me and then she sent me a screenshot because he does a lot of TikToks. So he goes all over the place on TikToks and TikTok and is commenting on shit. He'll make his own because he's trying to show, trying to help people, single dads, parents or co-parents, whatever, with toxic people or not toxic people. So I told her that, you know, she needs to shut the door for herself. And I think that's a lot of things that chicks need to do is that when they're in that situation is to be sure to shut the door for themselves. Don't let anyone else do it for you. So if someone's going to ghost you, you should really just be just... Not even allow that shit. Like, let them, uh, <laughs> like, tell them how you feel without telling them how you feel. So if they're going to ghost you, be like, well, I'm going to shut the door on this for both of us because da 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 And just say why you're closing the door. So here's what I told her she should say. Because she wanted me to type out a version for her for her to copy and paste to this guy. Because some people listen... 
I know how to word things very appropriately and get to the point. And if it's mean, it's mean and go fuck yourself because you were mean first. Otherwise I wouldn't have to retaliate. So this is what I told her to say. So considering you weren't mature enough to close the door on things and would rather ghost, I'm going to close the door on things for the both of us. I'm not going to allow you to make me feel like I'm anything less than gum on the bottom of your shoe. I'm also a parent, so I know how busy things can get, but I at least have the courtesy to shoot you a text because it takes a millisecond to do so. Thank you for your time. This text does not require a response. And what I suggested she do is, you know, put it on do not disturb and let him talk to himself in her inbox and don't answer it. And she was like, what should I check it every three days? I'm like, you can check it as much as you want to leave it on red. Some people don't deserve a response like that kind of shit. I would not respond to that ever again. I'd be like, cool, you ghosted me? Okay. (laughs) Like she said, you know, you want to be funny? We can be hilarious. Like we're going to one up. We're going to level up our game shit. So I told her, and (laughs) you know what's funny? She says to me, it's so crazy because you get all the dudes and I get like zero dudes. I need more of you to rub off on me. And I was like, listen, this was my response. And I'm reading this text word for word because I have no shame. I don't really care anymore. Like what? Like I could, I've made like worse decisions (laughs) and I've said worse things. I'm sure what I told her was, I told you, you have to act like you don't give a fuck about them from the jump. Like, and this is what I mean by that. Not that you don't give a fuck about them, but that you don't give a fuck about if it goes positive or negative with this relationship, play it neutral like, don't, don't be to the point where you don't give a fuck and you fuck them the first time and that's it. Like, and be over and done with it. Like the, I don't give a fuck, let's have boring convos about the weather and shit. Like, that's what I mean. Like, play it real close to the chest because don't, these guys out here, (laughs) they want you to want them. Like, Guys are tired of chasing girls for whatever reason, if they've been played one too many times or if they've chased too many times and are just so done with the chase, which is fine. You could be done with the chase, but then don't have us falling all over ourselves to try and find you. You know, if you decide to ghost, you know, I shouldn't be looking to see if you've rolled your car into a ditch somewhere, which is what Alicia said the other day. Like, I shouldn't be wondering if you're okay because the way you've made me feel about you makes me care more, makes me concerned for your safety and health when I don't hear from you. That might be a big step. She has a big heart. I have a big heart. So when I start to care about somebody, I want to know that they're okay 24-7. Actually, 25-8 is how much I care about these people. And I put my heart and soul into a lot of shit And a lot of things have blown up in my face, taking everything as a learning experience these days. I'm not letting it shape me in a bad way. I'm letting it like kind of wash over me, you know, like when water on a river smooths rocks out or it causes erosion in rocks and pebbles and shit in the riverbeds. That's what I'm letting it do. It's going to change me into a newer pattern of myself. I'm going to get something new etched into my heart or etched into my sleeve. And it's not something painful. It's something that's shown that I've adapted to situations and know how to handle them. And I'm going to keep walking with my chest out and my chin up, all that. Like, I'm not going to hide or scurry or be in fear. 
and do the what if thing as if something negative is going to happen to me because I can't. The worst thing in this life that can happen is someone saying no to you. And if you think you're going to die from someone saying no or a situation just coming out and saying no, you got a lot of stuff you got to work on then. Because I've learned that, you know, no is like kind of nothing, really. Like I've put myself out there so many times before and gotten rejected. And, you know, somehow I'm still here laughing and giggling with you guys and telling you all the stupid stories. (laughs) So I think it works. So if the worst thing you can hear in this life is no, then that's as hard as it's going to (laughs) get. But I have a lot of hope. Like I said, I have a lot of hope for her. She'll find somebody. But if you guys need that script, rewind and go take that. Take that. I'll give it to you. So. Oh, so I had the stupidest dream last night. (laughs) I woke up so angry and tired. I had a dream that I was hanging out with Chris D'Elia. Now, he's one of my favorite comedians. I've covered this before, so I'm not going to get into it. But somehow we ended up in, like, a real-world house. So it was like me and him were a couple. I don't know if there was any other couples because the only thing I remember is me and him. So we end up in this house together. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know how he found me. I don't know how I found him. I don't know how we got into boyfriend-girlfriend situation, but that's what it was. So we put our stuff down, and I think he wanted to get frisky, whatever. And then he brought me over to the bathroom, and there was, like, a bunch of boxes in the bathroom. So he started to move them around and stuff to reposition things, like set a bubble bath mood for us. And then, of course, um, he starts the water and everything and puts the soap in there. And then we start making out, guys. It was hot. (laughs) Even though he looks so weird. Like, because, you know, here's the thing. When you start to like somebody and you start to show interest in them, they always look good no matter what. But when there's that one incident where you start getting mad at them, the person starts to look uglier and uglier until you get to the point where you're like, what did I like about this person's face? (laughs) I'm telling you, it always happens that way. Like you'll be so interested in somebody, you'll have those super blinders on. And then you finally take the blinders off because these people start acting like fucking idiots. And then you're like, wow, this person is atrocious to look at. Like, what even happened? Was I drunk all this time? (laughs) Now, that's not anything that's happened recently, but I have experienced it. And you know what's funny is that it makes me think of that How I Met Your Mother episode where they they do that episode where their mind is blown when someone reveals something about their partner, like Lily and her loud chewing or um, Ted's girl where she starts talking too much. Like, he doesn't see it when it's at dinner, so you don't, the audience doesn't see it either. So you just see her answering a question and them just being pissed off. So you're like, what the fuck's going on here? And then, you know, they, uh, you know, shattered. It was like glass shattering in their head whenever this shit happened. Like, and they all did it to each other. So they said, oh, so with Lily's loud chewing, oh, with Marshall's singing, oh, it was actually the episode where Marshall finds out, finds out whether or not he passed the bar. So it's like when glass shatters and you realize that the person you like this whole time is kind of a turd muffin (laughs) Um, or roadkill with a side of 
what the fuck is this? <laughs> but yeah, I've experienced that. And I think that's so funny. Like someone you thought was cute in the beginning and then they kind of reject you, but you still have like that obsession slash crush. So you're like, oh, they're so cute. Oh, they're so cute. Meanwhile, both your friends are sitting looking at this person like, Ugh, really? Like, <laughs> and then you just sit there and you're like hearting all their pictures, double clicking on Instagram. And, you know, liking everything they post comment-wise. And you're like, oh, super turd. <laughs> super, super turd muffin. Like I said, nothing recent. Just letting you know that shit does happen. And you realize it later rather than sooner. So you've dedicated your entire, however long, to this person who looks like they eat shit out of a garbage can every day. <laughs> It's happened to me with plenty of exes. Like I said, nothing recent though. So just letting you know. But um, yeah, so somehow I was able to get through this entire episode with none of these, none of these notes needing to be detailed. So that's good. So I'm retaining information a lot better apparently. Uh, but yeah, so I think I'm going to cut it here. I don't think I did too much yawning, Laura, because that was her chief complaint. I did type once. So uh, proud of myself for taking the feedback constructively. <laughs> but um, yeah, so again, love you guys. I'll definitely be back with more stuff next week. I just have to remember to write stuff down while I'm doing it so that I remember and that I don't need them to be that detailed. So that's exciting. So from the fake horror gamer Coco, <laughs> your favorite host on Thursdays, I hope you're having a lovely day. Also, subscribe, rate, and review. I keep forgetting to say this at the end of it. Subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. On We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Amazon Podcasts as a thing now. I'm everywhere. I am everywhere. <laughs> everywhere you want to hear me anyway. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Coco underscore Fonseca. You know, at me on there and give me something to look at so I can report it to the people who haven't seen it yet. Let's grow this fan base. I think I'm Queen BB30 on Instagram. Let me double check while I have y'all here. Let's see. Instagram. Where is it? Oh, God. I don't even know where my apps are. Let's see. Oh, I changed it. So it's Lorena BB, L-A-R-E-I-N-A-B-E-B-E-30 on Instagram. Um, you'll find, you'll probably find my Facebook off of that. So uh, I hope you're having a great day, guys, and I hope you're having a great week, and I'll see you next time with some more Cuckoo with Coco. Bye, guys.